Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. I am Mary Saunders, a research analyst at Analysis Mason, contributing to the private networks and IoT services team. Today I'm joined by Daniel Beezer, who runs the Edge and Media Platforms program. Daniel has recently written a report on operators' edge strategy, or in some cases, lack thereof. Often when we speak to operators, they don't see edge as much of an opportunity. Can you explain why that is? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Mary, be careful because uh, tread softly because you tread on my dreams. Um, <laughs> I would say the, yeah, I would say that it's a complicated picture. I mean, certainly amongst a lot of the operators we talk, was aware that the customer demand wasn't quite where they expected to. But it varies really from region to region. I mean, in Southeast Asia, um, if you look at um, particularly in China and China Ucom, the sort of numbers they're saying they're seeing there are really, really significant, really large. And people like um, Singtel, SK Telecom, considerably further advanced in their, both their level of traction and actually um, the kind of services they offer. Um, as you track back towards Europe and, and the US, um, definitely amongst operators, there is a kind of a, almost a feeling of disappointment, which I think closely tracks actually the kind of disappointment that you see in 5G. Um, but what I would say is that uh, if you go outside the operator market um, and you look at hardware vendors, people like Dell or HPE, um, they really put Edge at the center of what they do. Um, and not just hardware vendors as well. If you look at um, Microsoft and Satya Nadella, um, his Edge to Cloud strategy, I mean, that's one of his the pillars of what he's trying to do at Microsoft. So suddenly there are a lot of people out there who have a huge level of enthusiasm for edge beyond the operator market and actually within the operator market um it's just that if you look at it from i think particularly from european prism um it looks much less impressive than it is um and i think that the simple reason for that is that that we're not quite seeing the consumer demand that, that the people expected on a variety of different reasons i think two big use cases that everyone thought would drive that are going to be um, very 5G related ones, and they were going to be autonomous vehicles and also to go to extend the metaverse. And those have not really um, caught on in the way that people thought they might. Now, that doesn't mean that they've gone away. The, the, the metaverse has not, you know, to be honest with you, had a, a great year, but it's still bubbling away and progress is, is still happening. We're still seeing developments. The impact of what Apple's doing in that year could make a very big difference next year. Similarly, with autonomous vehicles, the development is a lot slower than people like, but it's still certainly happening. Um, and and it's still certainly coming. I think part of the problem we have in technology, actually probably very similar, I'd say to a problem we have in in politics, that we seem to have a very short attention span, which seems to last rather curiously about two years. So something is flavor of the month for two years, and then everyone decides it's all nonsense and should be forgotten and is very, very cynical about it, um, similarly to politics. But that doesn't mean that actually the the drivers and the demand and the technologies can support it um, aren't there and aren't going to become meaningful. So I'd say it's just early days in edge, um, but I would say, and I think this is one of the big themes actually of our report, is that that actually can be a plus point um, because the market's still open. Um, the market's still open to operators who, of whom there are quite a large number who actually haven't thought of investing in the edge yet. The market's still open for them to actually come into the market and make a splash because Actually, the number of operators who are really, really putting um, considerable investments into this area is still still actually quite small.
Another point is that you're saying that specific location is not something that end users are looking for and that emerging use cases mostly involve static locations. Given that most edge use cases we're currently seeing involve private networks, surely a static location is just a byproduct of their set position? Yes, I think that's an important distinction to clear up. Um, it's not so much the location as the workload, and this goes back actually to what I was talking about earlier on with the, the kind of um, uh, workloads that were originally foreseen as being edge compute use cases were autonomous vehicles. Um, and and to a lesser extent the metaverse, but certainly autonomous vehicle where you see the the workload itself is certainly extremely mobile. Now that requires a certain kind of edge, which is going to be going to need some sort of routine capabilities because it's going to have a federator across multiple different networks. So I guess what you you could really think about is say a truck heading from you know Poland all the way to Portugal and going across you know 30 different networks all of which will have to be federated with each other to provide um, consistent uh, edge compute services across the entire continent. Now we're we're a long way away from that, um, and I think if anything, the the date when that's going to happen, autonomous driving is going to happen. That's not on a motorway. Um, is is going back in even further. Um, and in fact, the the kind of edge use cases use cases we're seeing rising are, are ones that are really, I'd say, divided into two really broad categories. Um, one of which is um, the IT, OT convergence you see in a, in a warehouse and logistics where they're modernizing their existing um, hardware and infrastructure and, and bringing cloud to it and basically opening up these old industrial control systems and bringing IT to them. That's pretty much what IT, OT convergence is. And then the second one you see is the sort of thing you get in, in, um, in retail. Um, where you're seeing at, at the point of checkout, you're seeing greater and greater automation. You're seeing more and more um, workloads and applications being loaded up onto the, the checkout kiosk to the point that I think the average is 35 for each kiosk, which will overload pretty much anything, and they're all proprietary different hardware. So obviously the logical solution to that is to take all those applications to disaggregate them and to run them as software in the, on an edge node in the, in the in the back of the uh, retailer's shop. So those are the two really big use cases we're seeing that are sort of prevalent at the moment. And they're quite different, as you can see, from actually the kind of mobile workload that you're talking about with autonomous vehicles. And and indeed, the sort of mo the, the sort of moving workload you'd be talking about with the metaverse, which will obviously be um, in the world of the metaverse, you really, for it to actually have any meaning, you're going to have to be able to move from one network to another. Um, you're going to have to be able to bring all your your swords and Harry Potter wands and whatever else you have along with you. And that's going to require a great deal of interoperability, um, which is not what the edge needs at the moment. So that, that's why we're not seeing um, the static location um, appearing the way perhaps we might have thought it would do, say, even three or four years ago. Okay, so what do operators need to do to be more successful in edge? And do you think it's important for operators to become involved in this area? Um, I think there's a there's, there's the opportunity is certainly there. And and it's a really good opportunity and it's an opportunity to grow new business revenues and not a huge number of areas where um, operators can grow new business revenues and particularly new business revenues that are adjacent to areas in which they're already very active and private networks has been, as you know, because that's the area you work in, has been a, a sort of success for, for many operators. Um, Edge is extremely adjacent to that. You know, once you've deployed a private 5G network, it makes very much sense to start thinking about 
seeing that really as a, as a distributed edge platform and in network being the first instant, the first applications running on it, and then you try and think of other things you can run, like some real-time analytics, say if you're in a factory. So that makes a great deal of sense, but also there are other areas like IoT, when you're gathering vast amounts of data, um, and it really makes sense to process that late that that locally because to actually port all that data back to the cloud is just going to be extremely um, it's just not going to be cost effective and it's going to be require an enormous amount of capacity that is really probably unnecessary because actually the the amount of data you really need to store or act upon is, is just going to be so small. Um, so those two areas are areas in which operators are already active and it really makes sense for them to kind of move in and build on them. Um, and as I say as I think we say in the the, the um, report, market's still very open to uh, edge entrance because even among leading um, edge operators that we profile, um, the very few of them have actually built out across all the edges they could have built out. And none of them have built out, for example, at all in the interconnect edge. So the operators traditionally have a, want to keep track of themselves, don't really like the internet edge, so it's fair enough. But even with the industrial edge, um, there's no, there's, well, I think there's one operator that has a shared industrial edge, that's Telefonica. Um, and those that are built out in Metro Edge is quite often, they've actually gone as partnership with the public cloud. So they're actually handing over the, those kind of skills and capabilities to a third party and, and sort of just essentially relegating themselves to a, a co-location as a co-location provider. Um, so there's an opportunity really for them to build up capabilities within, within those areas. Um, and and bring them in back home. In fact, you're already starting to, to see that. I think Vodafone is building a software team in Malaga um, and starting to build up capabilities. I think they're looking to hire 7,000 engineers and they've got 3,500 on board already. So yes, I, I think that there's a good opportunity there to build on what we already have and move that into edge and edge services as and when edge demand. I mean, I, I think it's the harder question to answer is, is it worth going in and doing a sort of singtel and, and build out a huge application platform going all guns blazing whatever or does it make more sense just to to sit and wait for demand the kind of operators like orange and to a certain extent telenor are doing that when they see demand they'll bring out say private edge services they combine with their existing private wireless services well I, th I mean i think both can both can work and i think a lot of that depends on on really the appetite for local demand there appears to be appetite for local demand in singapore um a lot of that is government driven and a lot of the initiatives that the Singtel are working on it's very notable are things like um, a 10-year AI plan which will enable people to go through the airport to Singapore within 10 minutes um, which will require a lot of edge compute but that's very much a government driven initiative so I think where you've got governments wanting to drive um, these kind of programs forward that that that's a great help on the other hand it could be that you have an operator in a different market which is less uh, more 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 risk averse you could take more kind of approach that Telenor's taken where they've got a lot of verticals in that company in areas like um, green energy and hydro in in say shipping and marine and say things like fish farming where they've got a lot of remote kind of field operations in that kind of market it might make more sense to to really focus on that industrial private edge and bring out um, something that will sit alongside a private network offering and and integrate those all together because um, if you're like Telenor you've already got these pre-existing systems integrating houses like telemarine um there in place already so i think the the right approach to play will really a lot of it will depend on what the market demand looks like in your individual market and what your own appetite um is for for risk in it yourself but definitely um the opportunity is there and it's ready to be taken and i'd recommend um, any operator that isn't an edge to 
to jump in and i recommend those that are to to spend um, more money on it um, because as i say there aren't that many opportunities for operators that are tangible which will enable them to bring in those new avenue streams and edge is certainly one of them thank you for talking us through your report daniel and um, there's a link to the report in the show notes and thank you for listening